Hello, I'm Sarah, and welcome to Doctor Who's line, is it? Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. some very valuable advice we should all be following in these troubled times. You can go out of your house If you need some exercise Or to go and walk your dog Or get essential supplies but you must do it on your own We all must make a stand Otherwise, stay inside We can all do what we must We should all prove that we care Just keep away and on your own Stay inside, we please implore Stay defense says the government is isolation cause if we all do right we can beat this shite and save the whole world only time will tell if we can break the spell and save the whole world
this. We all do this together. We'll beat this thing. Okay, so... Uh, piece A slots into slot B. Piece C slots into slot J. Then I need these screws. God. This surely can't be the way to build a car. Oh. Oh, damn it, listeners, you're standing behind me again. What are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm here all on my own in lockdown, trying to just entertain myself for a while. Social distancing, listeners, social distancing, for crying out loud. Right. Anyway, I suppose you're going to want to listen to an episode now, aren't you? As you're here. OK, OK. Don't be so pushy. We'll do it, Right. Um, what can we do? Oh, yes, I know. I was having a thought the other day. Um, we could have a little conversation. Uh, what could we talk about? Um, well, we could talk about comparing classic Who to modern Who. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? Um, it'd be nice to throw in a bit about Big Finish because that kind of bridges the gap a little bit between the two. Um, and they've done both. So, yeah, that would work. And whilst we're on the subject of audios, why not cover some of the Doctor Who related things like I don't know, Minister of Chance for example, yes why don't we have a chat about that lot, shall we do you want to hear that? Yes you do I can't be asked to turn up so I'll leave it to the others, here they are (laughs) Who wants to start? Well well, that was was a quick and interesting discussion Roll call and when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so who's got a starting point? Classic who was good, modern who was good. Okay, that's enough of that. I don't know. Who wants to start? Y'all, go for it. Hmm. I'll just be the moderator and sit here and say, okay. Well, I think you. that's part of the moderator's job, isn't it? To plant the seed that starts things? No, 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 not at all. The moderator is supposed just... to ask the first question. Okay, the moderator is also supposed to introduce us all. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Then I, I will not be the moderator, so go right ahead, Robin. <laughs> okay, well, this is a light edition of Doctor Whose Line Is It Anyway with some of our improv cast. We have Sue. Say hi to the people, Sue. Hello. Hi, people. We have Randy. Hi. We have Darren. Arse. <laughs> <laughs> and we have me, Robin, and I'm sitting here waving at invisible people, so <laughs> it's been that kind of a crazy week. I did the same thing, Robin. I was like waving, hi, people. Like, <laughs> who the hell's seeing me, you know? Yeah. Oh. So, we finished up with the latest series of Jody's second season as the Doctor, and... I think the general consensus were, for the most part, the stories were vastly improved over the first one. Mm-hmm. Except that I loved the first season. Sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well. You could still <laughs> say the second season was better. Yeah. Well, yeah, the second season was really, really good, and the first season was really, really good, because I really loved the first season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sue so loved the first season, but there are, I know that there are a couple of dissenting voices out there. So, but one of the other things that we were talking about, and we we'd compared quite a bit back and forth between 
some of the classic episodes and some of and some of the modern episodes that we've seen and we'd like to discuss a little bit more about that particularly how it seemed like this latest run referenced quite a few of the classic series from Brain of Morbius and I don't have an encyclopedic memory of some of the cl- titles of the classic series so Darren you have a better recall on that than I do uh yeah um comparisons yeah we had brain and morbius didn't we we had uh a couple of uh sort of earth shocky type mm-hmm. things oh yeah uh, what uh, yeah what else was i'm trying I, I can't remember what happened in this season so i can remember the old seasons <laughs> but look everything was better in the old days leave me alone yeah. get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's that it, battlefield. Yeah. I think cropped up. Um, yeah, uh, certainly parts of Villa Diodati felt very ghostlight-ish. Ghostlight, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really did. In fact, the house really looked like the house from Ghostlight. Mm-hmm. Mm. It did. That's I love, absolutely adore that particular serial because I think the Doctor actually does become more and alludes to being more and then you go back to Jody's doctor who isn't exactly from Gallifrey so she could be more and it's there's that little connection there between the ghost light and that that house okay yeah, I hadn't considered that one there's one scene that was deleted Randy what episode is that in that I reference a lot with with Sylvester McCoy. I'm not sure what you're referring to. It was a deleted scene when he talks to Davros and he's in, and he's in the basement. Oh, it must have been the Remembrance of the Daleks. Yes. And he says, I am so much more than just a Time Lord. And that was deleted. And that was a deleted scene. So, in that case, he actually referred to himself as I am so much more. And Jody is. I wonder if they'll it's work just... that in as, uh, because with the Blu-ray box sets that they've been doing. They've been doing extended editions. I wonder if they'll work that in with uh, like an extended edition of uh, Remembrance. Oh, I hope so. Because that would be quite nice. It would be. Yes, it, it would. would be. Because then Ghostlight makes a lot of sense when he turns around and he goes, I mean, Light takes care of everybody. I mean, as far as, you know, he'll kill this, he'll kill... Um, he turns and he says, Light, and he points his finger and Light appears... Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you couldn't get much more godlike than to command light. Oh, I've never thought. And so if they do reference that. I've never thought of that. Uh, it just, and the way he does it, it's not even a question as to whether or not light will show up. It's just right here, right now, 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 right here. Right now, right here, right now, and light shows up and says yes, type of thing. What or you know, kind of almost like what? But there was no question as to whether light was going to be there or not. Light came, and that was after remembrance, yeah. of course. So that godlike figure, and then you find out that Jody isn't a Gallifreyan. I mean, she created Gallifrey, or the, mm-hmm. the Time Lords. So she isn't really Gallifreyan, so she could be... Something much, much, much more. Much more. Yeah, yeah. There, there's actually been some debate 
online whether or not the latest revelations conflict with the Cartmel Master Plan or whether they are a fulfillment of it. And it would be interesting to hear what Andrew Cartmel thinks. I haven't I haven't seen anything from him. <laughs> Andrew, come into our podcast. <laughs> If you're awake, Andrew, and you hear us, come to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, we would love to hear your thoughts. And I think Toy this them. is the part where Hiles would say we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, guys, no. <laughs> that would be neat, though, to hear whether or not yeah. it is. Because that's just, it, it's always, that particular scene really got to me. That That scene... The commandment of light, and then finding out that Jody isn't, or that Jody's doctor isn't, and is more than, and the master alludes that she's more than, at the end, mm. close to the end. Do you suppose that's why the master is so angry at the rest of the Time Lords and destroyed them? It's not so much because that the doctor is a he uh, the doctor is a small part of him and basically gave him those the abilities for time travel and and so forth but that he has an element of jealousy that the doctor is more than he is and more than he ever will be and that that's why he destroyed Gallifrey in a fit of rage perhaps maybe well didn't he say you're the first because you are the first yeah and I wasn't the first and it's like so was he the second was he the first the first Time Lord made from the splice of Jody's DNA, or from that doctor's, the 13th doctor's DNA, is he the first Time Lord? So that she was one and he was two. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just I went know. into or, a... <laughs> or or is, there, is that even significant, whether or not that's... I don't it know. It might be for him. It wouldn't, might be for him. Not to anything else, but for him. Wouldn't Rassilon and Omega and all that lot have come first? Uh, I, mm, I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's the other question. I mean, if she is much more than just a Time Lord, and she created him, who is he, really? Could he be... Mm-hmm. Could he be Omega? I mean, could, could he be Omega? Could he be Rassilon? He's the master. We don't know his name, and we don't know her name. I don't, we don't need yeah. to know her name, but knowing his name would be... Because we always assume that those guys came before her. Well, now we know that they didn't. She came before them. Mm-hmm. So if he's number two, is he Rassilon? Or is he Omega? Well, he's already met Rassilon. He's, he's met Rassilon, yeah. and Rassilon kicked his ass. So, I don't know. So then, no. Yeah. So, And he's met Omega uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. Did he? he, did, he no, he I don't think the master did. No, no, the ma- the doctor. No, did. he wasn't in the three right. doctors, was he? What the fuck am I talking about? The ma- the doctor did, but I don't think the master. Yeah, him. no, the master didn't. So you never know. Well, and the I master mean, he... didn't meet Ra- the master. The master did in a roundabout way meet Brassalon, because if you go back to the fifth doctors, wasn't there a scene near the yeah. end? Where Barusa gets his reward of eternal life becomes one of the, one of the figures on the mm-hmm. that stone sarcophagus. Yeah, Sarco- oh, yes. yes, thank you, sarcophagus. Yeah. 
doesn't Rassilon at one point point to the master and ask what 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 do you want? Do you want eternal life or something like that? The master's like, no thanks, I'm out of here, bye. <laughs> if I if memory serves on that, but not but not Omega, right? Not Omega, no, no, no. So he could be Omega. Yeah. At least not in anything that we've seen on any of the media that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. You know, between Big Finish and novel novelizations and audio drama and the, and the whole the comics and and so forth. So he could be. But then. No wonder he's yeah. grumpy. I mean, his arm. <laughs> <laughs> the arm of Omega well, was. Well, Omega was also stuck <laughs> in the yeah. antimatter universe too. That's true, but mm-hmm. the master can get out of anything. Yeah. Yeah, but the master would have been coming and going. Well, well it's science fiction, guys. Anything can happen. Because, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I have a feeling we're probably going to hear more of this concept next year. Has anybody heard whether or not who's staying and who's leaving? I mean, I I heard Bradley Walsh actually was a confirmation because he went on a show. And said something that he wasn't staying. But um, did anybody hear whether or not Sasha Dewan and Mandip Gill and all those guys are staying? As far as I, everything that I've seen, the, that it's Ryan and Graham that are leaving. And so we're going to lose those two and that yeah. Yaz is going to be staying. Mm-hmm. At least that's... Yay! Well done, yes. And, you know, <laughs> well done, yes. Someday, you know, yeah. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be yeah. ah, get off. Sorry, guys. Cat just walked across computer keyboard <laughs> and wrote a Trump speech in the process, <laughs> and probably wrote a more, co- more coherent one in the process. Yeah. Guys, he okay. So I'm not even going to get on that. That's right. Okay, we're not talking about the pandemic, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not allowed to talk that. We're not allowed to talk politics. <laughs> Straight miles. No oh, God, it's killing me, Miles. You're killing me. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, would, you know what? I would love to see them visit again. Is like the Monoptron. I thought some of the the classic classic. I mean, the first the first Doctor stories would be really neat to revisit, or to have her. I know that that William Russell is is up there in age, quite up there in age. But wouldn't it be neat to have her go go back and see him, to see Ian as a, as this vibrant young woman Doctor, and suddenly you're confronted with what what happens if you don't age and somebody else does to see your first companion. Ooh, yeah. Wouldn't that be a cool? Yeah, it would. And I can see William Russell being totally on board for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be a heart, just such a heart moment to have that confrontation. It'd be beautiful. Okay, Chris Chibnall, did you hear that? Write that. (laughs) (laughs) and then appear to Susan and explain why you ain't her fucking grandfather anymore (laughs) (laughs) that you know that would be that would be a cute moment want to go shopping who are you your grandfather 
<laughs> Only I'm not your grandfather anymore. <laughs> your grandmother. That would be cute. It would be cute to have her have them appear to both Susan and, and um, Ian to go time mm-hmm. hopping that way. Mm-hmm. And pick up Susan as a companion for one episode. That would be neat. And it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see something of Susan eventually because she's doing a a big finish spin-off series now. Yes, oh. she is. I really want to get that. Susan's War? That sounds so good. Yeah, it, it does look very good. That one, and there's a couple of the um, of 60s that I want to get <clears throat> that just yeah, they, were released. They, Vultures, they, they, and I can't... What's the other one that was just released, the other Darren? One? There was uh, Vultures. God. Um, blah, blah, and then there was... Blah, blah, uh, let me look at the big finish latest releases because I can't remember. Uh, oh, that's a fat lot of fucking help. Um, Trying to open the window really fast. Slow internet connection. There <laughs> we go. Because that, the description of both of them were, it was amazing. And, and the description of Susan's War is amazing. And right now, with everything that's going on, big finish, you guys are going to be our kind of fantasy world to take us away from this stuff. Yeah. Their new website is shit, though. <laughs> it really is. I can't, I can't find a fucking thing on this rubbish anymore. I have a hard time with the app, and I don't know if it's just me and the fact that I'm old as dirt, or if it's the um, if it's the app, because I'm trying to to find things on the app and supposedly you're supposed to be able to purchase off the app. Nope, not not at least I can't seem to figure out how to do it. So it's not easy. I can buy things off of it with my phone, but I haven't installed the app. Do you have an Android or Apple? I have an Android. You might be able to do it easier because Apple you have to go through all kinds of I mean using the app is for the Apple is the best way to to download, but I mean as far as purchasing and stuff, I have to go on the site via a browser. Yeah. Because I can't seem to get I can't seem to get what I want off um the app and I don't know why. So I must be doing it wrong. We're gonna have to have like a tutorial by <laughs> Nick Briggs and Benji Clifford. Come on guys, give us a tutorial. In case you have a problem with our app. <laughs> well that's yeah, that was one of the feedbacks. Well they they rewrote the website to make it more mobile friendly and it's not necessarily mobile friendly. It's not even human friendly. It's <laughs> <coughs> ever since. Is it? Is it cry? Here, here's one of the titles. Sue it on the monthly adventures. Cry of the Vultress. That was one of them. That was one, and then there was a second one that was released. I mean, they they released it like boom, boom, two of two of sixties, almost back to back. Well, this one I think comes out next month. Cry, cry of the Vultress. Scorched Earth. That's it. Scorched Earth. Yeah. And that sounds just amazing Ow. and I know we're way off the subject here as far as old classic and that but not really not really Well, no. one of the things that I hate about the Big Finish website now is that they took away they used to be on the side on the right hand side there used to be this nice little thing where you could sort stories by Doctor, Companion uh, Recurring Alien yes. uh, all that sort of stuff that's all gone now it's, um, it's very yes. hard to navigate the website it's very. It is. It's really hard to search. I I find it really cumbersome to try to search on it. I because I follow them on Facebook. It's almost like if it's easier to catch 
catch the Facebook notification and click on a link there to take me to the website to purchase something that I want than to actually go to the website and try to find it on my own. Yeah, I was... Okay, then I don't feel so bad because that's what I have to do. Because because even if even if you have an idea of what the title is, if you type in the title in the search bar, if you don't spell it exactly right, it's like nope, no can't can't help you. Got nothing. Yeah, yeah, that was that's what was happening to me, and I thought, man, you know, I I I used to write websites for a class, and I didn't do too bad. What am I doing wrong? I can't even type in a search bar. And I kept thinking, ah, I went back and caught the Facebook notification, like you said, Robin, and it took me right yeah. there. And I was like, you know what, this is a lot easier to do it this way than to go and look on the website and do it that way. Then I thought, well, I'll go to the app and try. <laughs> and that's when I, I really didn't know if I had, like, crap for brains or what, because I, I couldn't do it. And I know people do it well, all I've the never... time, so... I've never used the Big Finish app because I was reading something about some people were having problems with it and talking about it on Facebook and that they were having trouble accessing things that they had downloaded through the app. And it's like, I've always just downloaded it onto my computer and then tossed it onto a little one of those little mini cards on my phone. Ah, okay. So I have so I have a copy of, I you know, so I download it onto my computer and then I have a copy of it on my phone. So I always have access. Have I have a backup? Yeah, that's how I do it. See, that's awesome. Because uh, that's kind of good. Because I spent a tiny little fortune in Big Finish audios. I don't know. I'm, I really, I really am thankful for them. I have to say this. So um, again, yeah. Nick and 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 Benji, if you're listening, <laughs> um, thankful, thankful, thankful to them because as the flashing gets more and more and more, Big Finish is going to become my Doctor Who because mm. that or I will have to literally watch the shows with a blanket over my head and just listen and the show will become a big finish to me almost because it's all going to be audio and the sad part is Darren if I was re-listening to one of our podcasts and you had mentioned that you guys had the audio the narrator for parts that are that uh, that you can't um, oh yeah, yeah, audio for narration. audio narration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be so so fantastic for people with epilepsy because it's either don't and hear about it later from somebody else, or put a blanket on your head and listen to it, or risk having a seizure or a migraine or whatever. And it's like, oh man, I'm really surprised they don't have it in the states. No, we're lucky no. we have closed captioning. That's just yeah. coming into being. I mean, they're starting to say that every, they just, what was it, two years ago or three years ago said that. It's recent. Now they're working on making it. It's recent because. Um, yeah. Well, we have one TV that won't do it. And it is, yeah. it's a flat screen. It's not top of the line or anything by that, Matt. Because again, with epilepsy, you can't have HD real well. Yeah. So it's HD turned way down. But you had to go and buy the second it was like the medium or the top of the line to get closed captioning because closed captioning was not offered on that. And that's only, what, four years old, five years old. Yeah, it's not. It's it's just recently implemented. You don't have subtitles on a four-year-old TV. No. Well, it, it does in some circumstances. It, right. It's like it, it'll work on the, uh, the coax input, but it won't work on the HDMI input, which is bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. the coax in the bedroom will work. 
Well, no, I mean, the even the, the living room TV. Can you get that Bloody one? Because I, yeah, it's just like. But the, yeah, our, our digital cable box outputs in HDMI, so it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's and weird. That's the we, end of it. We put that's we put subtitles that. on twenty-year-old episodes of Judge Judy. Oh yeah. 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 They're on. They're on all the shows. It's just this. You guys are much further ahead of the curve on stuff like that than we are, because I supported an independent movie project that was produced in the UK. One of the perks is I was supposed to get a CD, a DVD of that movie, and I haven't got it yet because the and no one I don't know if anybody else in the U.S. has gotten it yet, but everybody else got theirs except the American supporters because the producers had to figure out how to get the how to comply with the closed captioning laws in the U.S. Isn't that crazy? That's huh. just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there's a lot of. Um... A lot of build. I mean, we have a lot of stuff that is grandfathered for various reasons. Either the building's too old or whatever, whatever, and disabled it's people too old, can't it's get on in. The Register. They, yeah, yeah, it's they you can't know, get into the bathrooms. They can't. I mean, I can't. I don't want to spend the money to upgrade and right. I know who's po- which politician to grease and who's ass to kiss. And so, I mean, it's it's kind of like for various disabilities. It isn't just just closed captioning or. Um, needing the audio uh, captioning, it's there's other things too where it's like, oh my gosh, they finally got this, and it's a compliant ramp, or oh my god, they finally got that a compliant bathroom, or a bathroom where a service dog can go in with you, or and it goes on and on. Oh my god, they finally got this. But if you go to a historic area, or if you go to Galena, everything's grandfathered. You better walk. It's yeah. it's very interesting, and, and the sad part is that a lot of watching Doctor Who then, as it goes forward, and as it gets more and more into the flashbang, and the really rapid cuts and everything, or the the type of thing where it almost looks like it goes into hyperspeed, that's when you're going to have, have difficulty, and then Big Finish becomes your Doctor Who, or you listen. Mm. And, and I'm glad, I'm thankful that you guys make it so so easy to listen and kind of follow along the story even though you can't see it there's a couple times when I said Randy what's going on what's going on but it was still easier to follow than some of the American TV shows <laughs> you'd never be able to follow them <laughs> it'd be like well oh. as the only Brit as the only Brit in this episode I take full credit so you're very welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> We give you a big pat on the back. Pat, 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 pat. Soon we shall unlock the secrets of light bulbs to you. <laughs> <laughs> and kettles. We'll teach you how to use kettles. Yeah, I don't. You mean like for tea? That type of kettle? Yeah. Well, what other kind of kettle is there? Okay, I was, I was like, you mean like the the little. Apart from police kettling, that's the only kettling I know. Drums. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone okay. has everyone in Britain has a set of kettle drums kettle in the drums. kitchen. It's, <laughs> it's, mandata- it's mandatory. <laughs> Bongos in the bedroom, kettle drums in the kitchen. <laughs> You're never gonna believe what I played as an instrument in college. Did it involve a lot of sucking and blowing? <laughs> Something dainty and delicate like the piccolo. <laughs> no one. Believe- 
No, 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 no. Kettle drums. <laughs> I played the timpani. <laughs> okay. This <laughs> was a percussionist for a couple of years in the band. Oh, it's fun. I <laughs> I was the smallest person with the loudest instrument. Yes. <laughs> I had a hard time seeing over time. I look like little baby Yoda behind those kettle drums. I'm serious. I want you to get that visual. Mm-hmm. You got the visual? Okay. <laughs> That's how tall I am. <laughs> I'm green. Darren's not laughing. He's like, holy crap, boobs. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to pick I'm just trying to picture you as green with big ears and <laughs> <laughs> couple of etheric beam locators and badges of mathematical mm-hmm. no. well, I have those <laughs> okay so what other what other episodes should we cover frankly I'm turned on <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay well that was probably well, a anyway. moment okay. <laughs> okay hold on a second I'll take a dive okay Miles don't forget Mark this one not safe for work <laughs> <laughs> Miles, I'm going to go get Diet Coke. No. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? I have no clue. How in the world oh. did we get there? <laughs> oh, weren't we talking about... Somehow. Let's see. What, what, was, I have no... what was the last question? Something about the Master and his relationship with the Time Lords and where his rage came from. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we ended up wandering away into t- kettle drums and... And Baby Yoda. And yeah. Darren getting around. And, yep. And Baby, and baby, baby Yoda. Well, you know what? Maybe inside of all that rage and yeah. anger and everything, the master really is Baby Yoda because he's yeah. just so cute. Just wanna... Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The sound of the drums. Woo. There we go. Oh, there we okay, go. That's good. The sound of the See? drums. And you there's, guys thought I was... Sue playing the timpani in his head. Six, <laughs> de- six degrees of separation with everything, <laughs> yeah, baby. We... <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh, boy. If you hear oh, the shower yourself? running... <laughs> no, I'm not going for a piss. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> thanks for qualifying that. I'll stop the I'll pause the recording. <laughs> we will know when. <laughs> we will know. Well, you know that and and that's something else. Darren brought that up too about the two brains, the two hearts, the two brains because the doctor was mentioning the brains, but I don't know if these brains, unless he meant like, you know, my brains or these yeah. brains in my head type of thing, um, which is very American, these brains. But if he has two hearts, it would be interesting if he had two brains, one good and one not so good combating each other. So it isn't really the sound mm. of the drums or the sound of his heartbeats because the doctor would have the same damn problem. It might be the sound mm. of the fact that the brain in his head one if they does have two brains one is they're com- they're combating each other and that's where the where the the drum beats come from 
It's the headache. It's the throbbing as opposed from the actual two hearts in his head because that that's, I always thought that was stupid. The doctor would have the same problem. He has two hearts too. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they haven't really made any references to that. No, because it's stupid. Since the master has returned. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a stupid point. Sorry, sorry, Fine. whoever wrote that. Was that Moffat? Sorry, Stephen Moffat. But anyway, it, it is kind of dumb because both of them would have that problem. I wonder if he has two assholes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's been referenced okay. in either, either modern or classic. Well, that's true. What two willies? I like the idea of a time lord with two. <laughs> Actually, that one has been referenced. Do you okay. remember the scene in Oh Christmas Invasion where Rose, where the doctor's in in the bed unconscious and Rose is listening to his heartbeats, and she checks one side and then the other, and <laughs> Jackie's watching her. And she says, "Well, he's got two hearts." And Rose and Jackie's like, "Don't be ridiculous." And Rose and says, "Yes, he has." And Jackie says, "I wonder what else he has two of." Yeah. <laughs> Every you know, everybody's mind went there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It surely didn't go to his brains. I mean, and nobody ever sat there and Jackie wasn't saying, I wonder if he has two brains or two butts. Mm, no. Not Jackie. I love that character by the way. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. She is good. Yeah, she's really, really good. And um you think they'll bring Billy Piper back? Because that was rumored. Gotta hope not. Yeah, I hope not, too. Yeah, no. I like her. Don't get, don't get me wrong, I like her. Uh, well, mostly like her. But I kind of think that bit's done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's let's sort of leave that where it is. If, if anything... Let, uh, the, let that one... Let that, that one's been put to bed. Let's leave it there. Yeah, the one I wouldn't mind seeing back, actually, is Martha. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that would be neat. I liked Martha a lot. I thought she so was one of the stronger companions. And honestly, I mean, a lot of people were in love with the whole Rose and the Doctor romantic aspect of it. I freaking mm-hmm. hated that. Yeah. I, I thank you. I fucking hated it. As I called that whole, I was calling it as the TARDIS turns. Do, Sue, do mm-hmm. you remember? the old soap opera series there was one my mom used to watch all of them in the afternoons there was one called as the world turns yes oh god yes that's why okay that's where as the tardis turds came through because mm-hmm. i couldn't stand that oh i hated rose, it rose was unbelievably needy and mm-hmm. clingy and whiny quite sort of, and, and yeah whiny and and the Tenth Doctor was a simpering twat towards her. Um, <laughs> well, you know it, what, what really—it really sort of—it really sort of shat all over Martha and sort of mm-hmm. yes. spent the whole yeah, he did. the whole of his season moping about bloody Rose, mm-hmm. which is no way to treat a companion. And Martha's gorgeous, and she's right there, and she's smart, and she's there, and smart, and she yeah. and strong. Had such a thing for and strong. She wasn't this. I I need you both. I mean. Rose was kind of like, I want the doctor, but Mickey, don't you go too far. Yeah. And yeah. that really kind of... She was a freaking player, man. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off. And anybody else that... Rose was not too far from Jackie, as far as character. And 
Because when they started out, Jackie was kind of like whoever and, you know, they all, oh, he's cute, he's cute, he's cute. She sure wasn't far from that because that was exactly what happened. I mean, it was, Mickey, don't go, I love you. Oh, the doctor, I love you. Mickey, don't go. Well, you know what? Choose and quit this. Mm. I don't want to see the romance crap. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the worst things they brought into Doctor Who was this whole romance shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad they got yeah. away from that quite yes, sort of quickly towards yeah. um, once they brought Matt Smith in it sort of got rid of that um, and it really got well, rid of it with bit. Capaldi and well it's, yeah uh, but yeah. it certainly got rid of it with Capaldi and oh yeah there was still that there there was still that little bit where you thought at first that it was Amy and the Doctor and then she totally was with Rory and they're talking yeah. about bringing the pawns back and I'm thinking you know what that's not necessary they've had their story run yeah. yep it ended on mm-hmm. a really strong note you don't need to go back and revisit that mm-hmm. no not in, to my to my opinion I don't think they need to go back and revisit that and then you had Clara in the whole Impossible Girl series, but you had Clara oh, with the Eleventh Doctor for a while, and I didn't I really. Hated all that. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'll be the one to say it, cause and probably piss off every fanboy on the planet. But Matt Smith was not all that in a bag of chips to me. He is probably one of my least favorite across all of them. He is my least favorite. I- Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I think we all agree on that. I will say this: he's a good actor. That's I'm not saying he's not a good actor. I could not connect with him at all. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. He's good. Oh, he's a good actor, but it's he's a good actor. But but oh my god, just his doctor's a bit too sort of flappy and uh, frenetic. His doctor's like an unrestrained Labrador puppy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, on steroids. I mean, yeah, he can give you a seizure alone you don't need anything you don't need any flashing his movements and his rapid jumping around like you know yeah my cut is made of the rubber my tail is made of the spring yeah he's a tigger i mean he and he's like on roids there because it's like ding, 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 ding. okay can you tone this down <laughs> just a teeny bit that sounded like beaker bit. from the muppets <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that before. And and he's an excellent actor that is not taking anything away from Matt or saying anything like that. It was just, oh my lord. No, and he was a decent doctor, but he was he was the weakest in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nine, twelve, thirteen. Yes. So I there yeah. was this little and every I know that everybody's like, oh my god, are you joking? Because I I. David Tennant again, excellent actor. Yeah, I think he's overrated as well. And he, well, he was kind of bouncy a lot too, and and he spoke so fast that it was very difficult to understand sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it really was, and Jody isn't. Even she can speak as fast as she wants, but it it isn't hard to understand. And I'm not saying male, female, voice, whatever. I hear you guys speak fast. I hear Miles speak fast. I can understand him. I can understand you. I can understand... But I had a really hard time understanding David. I don't know why. Mm. 
I wonder I think if it's the uh, accent. I wonder if it's a bit of the accent because you know, with the Scottish native accent, and ch- and then moderating that into a more English. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the proper te- terminology messed up. So Darren, f- beat me up and fix that. But the proper it's sort of almost it's sort of almost a, a English enunciations and pronunciations. Yeah, it's almost a sort of it's almost a Cockney accent. Yeah, maybe that was. Because it was a lot easier to follow the stories when we were doing the improv. I mean, honest to God, when we were doing it, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Because, you know, after you go back and you watch, it's like, oh, yeah. that's what happened with the sound Ow. off. <laughs> Ow. For me, Capaldi's Doctor was the best of the modern era, I think. Uh, his His initial characterization was quite brash, but... The way he evolved is almost, almost not dissimilar to the way that Colin Baker's Doctor sort of evolved into a softer character, mm-hmm. and it became yeah. an incredibly likable Doctor and and mm-hmm. sort of quite beautiful Doctor. Uh, actually, I don't know what the right word is. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say wise, but I mean, all the Doctors are wise, but he just sort of, he just sort of had that sort of wisdom in his eyes that mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's something about Capaldi's Doctor that I really like. I agree. I do too. I I really liked liked him uh, uh, Eccleston I, I, I loved Eccleston but Eccleston my only problem with Eccleston is he just came across that little bit too human see I I, lo- I, mm-hmm. I have a thing for, for Nine I, I like I really liked him a mm-hmm. lot because it was so you have a thing for anything with a pulse ah <laughs> 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 oh, Darren and possibly quite a few things that don't I don't know I'm not going there <laughs> oh my god Ew. <laughs> I think you already did. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> Listeners, I really do not. Um, no, I mean I think that she really does. Maybe because it was the reboot. I mean, I loved I loved the movie with Paul, and then when the reboot came on, yeah, I did. I think the the, the it was like <gasps> the movie is really underrated. Yes. I love it's, that it's, movie. It's not the greatest storyline in the world, but McGann is so fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Yes. I agree. If we go across all media and, and bring Big Finish back into this, McGann's Doctor is my favorite of all of them. Okay. By far. Just just over the... Just with the Big Finish. And if anybody is, has any doubts about that, Listen to the last two stories. I can't remember the titles of them, but one of them I think is called Lucy Miller, and the yes, Lucy Miller and To the Death. Listen to those two stories. Oh, those! Oh my God! Then listen to the first series of Dark Eyes, and then tell me that Paul. Mag- then oh, tell then tell mass. me that Paul McGann is not the Doctor. <gasps> Dark those Eyes was the pieces. Oh yeah, and he is so so good and. I'm so, again, going across all media, I'm so thankful that Big Finish brought brought him and um, and Colin, all of them back yes. so that they could, they could ex- expand their doctor. But especially Paul. Paul had one shot. There it is. Boom. Movie's done. Well, Bring him yeah, in yeah. and let him, let him shine. Show, show everyone. Well, I mean, in, in Britain, I'm sure you, you knew, but for the Americans, he was the doctor for for those that didn't follow Doctor Who, and yeah. oh, this movie, this is going to be cool. This is going to be a new series. This is a, a pilot for this. This is cool. 
that's all they saw of him. Look at yeah. Chimes of Midnight. Oh, oh, yes. That is amazing. That is yep. one of the best Doctor Who episodes ever made on any media, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, that is so it's good. It's just so, so good. It is. And it is my Christmas Eve tradition. Mm. I listen to Chimes of Midnight while I wrap Christmas presents and eat cookies. Yep. Uh, well, I don't do the cookies and the wrapping of the presents, but yeah, I, I listen to it every Christmas Eve without fail. I just, I just. We can't get. I don't know recently, how to make plum pudding, or I'd make some freaking plum pudding and eat that. Uh, it's just <laughs> such. It is so such good. a beautifully crafted episode. It's mm-hmm. Yes. So. It's so and, atmospheric. It's delightful. And he is so good. He is. See, and he that's is. that's the thing. It's it's like uh, at at one of the conventions at one of the TARDIS. I don't remember. Randy, I think it was two years back or three years back when when the, all of them ended up sitting with us at one point, but Colin sat with us. And I said, you know, one of your big finishes that was actually a free big finish, and I think it's called Operator. I think that's it. You would know, Darren. But it was a, a free one that came with um, if if you were a subscriber. And it was just him and uh, a phone and another woman. And they accidentally get crossed wires. Crossed wires. That's what crossed it's called. Crossed wires, yeah. It is beautiful. There's one line that he says that blew me away and it was just a line and it was at the end and she said do you get they were saying goodbye I'm not gonna I'm, no well, you, you need to listen to it but just enough to you just right there it's like okay. we can't listen to it I'm not a subscriber <laughs> I think you can buy that one I, I on, think on the, on the really? audio I'll have to go look I'll have to go look and see on the audio it is on the beautiful on the audio format for me, Colin Baker is by far and away my favourite Doctor. I He's think, brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, even even though I grew up with um, Tom Baker and, and the Tom Baker audios are pretty good uh, for the most part, yeah. they are limited by the fact that most of them are only an hour long, whereas the Colin Baker ones have that luxury of being four episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just... I think I think it probably would be fair to say that Although I loved him on his TV stuff, he is probably the least liked Doctor. He comes bottom in most polls. Yet, you ask anyone who's listened to Big Finish, everybody loves him. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's, he's really been able to do so much with the character that, you know, it Well, sh- they it shows... didn't give him a chance. Yeah, that's I mean... exactly. It, sh- it shows what we were robbed of. He could have been so, yes. so good. I mean, when you when you do something like that, and I under, totally understand, okay, we want somebody totally different. He's going to go off the deep end, kind of. I mean, there was the same way that Capaldi's Doctor started harsh. Well, you had all the snog box stuff going on. And he's like, that's it, no touching. Mm-hmm. I mean, he drew the line. It was like, boom, done. I'm harsh. I'm this, ah, ah, no hugging, ah. And so that was able to back away from the snog box and turn it back into the TARDIS. And now, with 13, absolutely, it's not a snog box. It's a TARDIS. Mm. So for two two seasons or two doctors, it was referred to, at least here, as the snog box. No, it's not. It never was before. There was no hanky-panky in the TARDIS, and suddenly now it's the snog box. And so Colin's doctor was... Harsh line and Capaldi's doctor was harsh line. No touching. No hugging. No hugging. 
and it's like again they did they did brilliant things with McCoy's Doctor as well. Um, yes, mm-hmm. they've, they've really and and an interesting one of the, one of the things that I think they've did, done really well with is um, Bonnie Langford and Mel, because I think it's fair oh, to yeah, say yeah. that Mel was not overly well received on screen. Although I personally loved her in Terror of the Vervoids, but uh, I think generally she went down like a bucket of sick. And yet, <laughs> Big Finish turned her into a really well-rounded character. Yeah, who's 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 really likable, really intelligent, has a decent backstory, and just really bounces off the doctors she works with. I, I think they've done wonders with her. Well, and, and that's that's the beauty of that is that you can take a character that had like nothing, or not the not the greatest backstory, or the backstory was totally forgotten type of thing and actually round them out and allow them to to yeah. actually sh- to actually be yeah. and show what they can do and it's I think that's a fantastic platform and I know that we didn't come on to talk about Big Finish but I don't think a lot of people I know that a lot of people in Who that are that are very into Who know what it is but audio drama over here isn't all that big is it Robin have you heard it's not a yeah. Have you have Go you ahead, heard Sue. a lot about that? Have you heard a lot about audio drama here in the U.S.? No, I stumbled across <laughs> Big Finish several years ago when, and it was an accidental thing when I was looking for additional material for Stargate, specifically Stargate Atlantis, and Big Finish had done just a few Stargate releases. Yeah, I've got I've got those. I've got some of them, and they're wonderful. I love them. But they, but we were. T- I was actually talking about this to somewhat to um, Nick. They, no, it was Jason. Jason Hegelery was at a con that I was at in Florida a few years ago, and the topic it, it was a Doctor Who. But we the topic went around and ta- and he touched on Stargate, and he said it was just was never well received. It just never took off. And we asked him, well, why do you think that is? And he's he's like I don't know he he said is it it's not I said it's just not a media that Americans are used to listening to and Stargate was an American show even though it was produced in Canada mm, you know right. all the all all the all the all the alien planets look like Vancouver <laughs> like British because Columbia they are. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> but that particular style of entertainment has just never really been something that Americans have taken on to which surprises me just how popular podcasting has become over here and I think yes. it's and and you have all kinds of different things about podcasting and we wouldn't expect people to be into that but it's it's something that they've they've come into and it's come into quite a bit and now we're seeing Maybe uh, there people are looking for additional mobile media, and maybe that was the thing that before Americans we were we're very very visual. We like our TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like our TV so much we have apps so we can take it with us and look at it while we drive. <laughs> but <laughs> as media becomes more mobile, and as technology becomes more mobile, we may see an uptick in audio drama in the U.S. that we didn't see before. Well, and there's so, so much that, you, you know, that is the perfect yeah. way. If you have a show that you cannot budget, 
to go on air to 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 get the cameras to get this to get that because a red camera costs so darn much money because the film that we were in we did they had one red camera because they it was it was a single camera operation and they had one red camera and that sucker cost so much the guy tripped holding it as he was because it was supposed to be a scene where the camera moves a lot he was doing a lot of handheld stuff he tripped remember that randy where he tripped and he was like hmm. oh my god i thought i busted the camera it's okay i just fell and hurt my leg instead and that was when he hurt his knee wow. and it was like oh my god so if you can't afford that kind of that kind of rental or that kind of equipment audio drama is the way to go you just need an editor or mixer over here it's been quite well received i think um the, the one that made the really big breakthrough i, th- I think uh, certainly for me was hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Which was phenomenal, you know. To, to I don't know what was I when that came out eleven maybe, uh, uh, and it it blew my little brain. But we also had um, uh, Doctor Who: The Pescatons. I mean, that was that was great because although it's not the best story in the world, it was it was Doctor Who in another media, and you know that was that was something quite special back then. And uh, later on. Uh, we had a couple of extra Pertwees with um, Ghosts of End Space and uh, Paradise of Death, and loved both of those. Uh, just be just because it was a bit more Pertwee, and I think that was sort of the precursor to Big Finish, and and so that, that Big Finish was really a natural progression from there. The way that Robin and I met, and and Jenny Shirt. And several people that have partak- that has been in this um, this podcast from the beginning. The way I got into the podcast was through Jenny. We all met yeah. as with Minister of Chance, and that was um, an audio drama that was produced by or that was written and produced by Dan Freeman and Claire Eden, mm. and had unbelievable talent: Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Paul Darrell, Sophie. Uh, oh, I cannot. Sophie, Sophie yeah. Aldred was in it. Oh, Mark Lennister, I think. And there was a couple, uh, you know, and now I'm sitting here with the actual minister is the one that is going out of my brain. But he's he is plays Steed in the Avengers for Big Finish. If you know what that, who that is, Darren. Uh, oh, come on, Sue. Uh, uh, it's just I'm very, very sorry. Yeah, really testing. You're really testing my friggin brain here. So uh, what's his name? It's killing me. Listeners, you probably know this. Uh, shit on a pelican, Julian Wadham. <laughs> yes, Julian Wadham was our minister. Yes. And um, who was Kitty? I can't remember. Who was who? Um, Kit, uh, who played Kitty? I can't remember who played Kitty. But um, and and Deb Waters was was an assistant on that. And there's all these people that we met because I wouldn't have met Deb Waters. I wouldn't have met Robin, Jenny. Ultimately, I wouldn't have uh. met Miles or you if it wasn't for the Minister of Chance. And hearing yeah. Claire in their interview recently... Tamsin Grieg was in it. Yes, Tamsin. Jed Brophy was in it. Yes! Philip Glenister was in it. I just looked up the cast list. 
I'm not remembering this. I just looked up the so, cast sorry, list. Sorry, Philip. I said Mark Glenister. I'm so sorry. I've got all the Minister of Chance things, but I've never actually got round to listening to them. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Please listen to what them. What is wrong with yes. you? You need to listen to that. It is, it is amazing, and we funded it. I mean, it was crowdfunded, and what yeah. I didn't realize is that Claire said nobody had really done that before, and so crowdfunding was new. What they were doing for the audio drama with Minister of Chance was new. How they did it was new, and that they built a community, and building the community around an audio drama was new. So all of this was new, and it kind of took them by surprise because we all just grabbed it like family to the point where we've become family almost. The chances yeah. are real, real close. And yeah. it was just real, you know, it was really, really neat. And as Randy knows, because I, I went on and on and on, and I was. <laughs> I don't think he's listened to it yet, but it yeah. was, it's amazing. It's incredible. I listened to it. It's funny because that I, the con that I went to in Florida was the first time that I met Paul McGann. And I had found the Minister of Chance like, no shit, the day, like maybe two days before I left or the day before I left to catch my flight to Florida. And I started listening to that in the evening. It's a three, almost four hour long program. I listened to the entire thing in one sitting overnight. I couldn't. It's, I yeah. couldn't turn. To, I couldn't shut it off. I couldn't. I like. What happens next? What happens next? What happens next? I could not shut it off. And mm -hmm. I was telling Paul about it when I met him, and he called me a mad woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mad well, woman. The whole. I mean, you have is you have the outfit from the film that was made. Yes, I do. Correct. Yes, I have the I have the 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 red coat jacket that he wore. Um, because they made a small film, uh, Darren, that was going. It was kind of like a pilot for, and a pitch to go forward with an actual yeah. full length movie. And oh, really? um, yeah, yes. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Because that's when I came into it. Is right before they started trying to crowdfund that movie. Is is trying to crowdfund crowdfund the feature length film. Yes. And I worked on that. I worked actually on the promotion. It was kind of a loose affiliation. We didn't actually have a, an official promotional team. But I worked on that as if it was a full-time job. And I was running my Twitter account and responding to Minister of Chance things literally like it was a full-time job. Yes, you were. I remember and that. How many How many that. days did that thing run? 45 days? Yeah. But it was exhausting. It was absolutely exhausting. It was when it was over. You know, sadly, we felt short of the fundraising goal, so the project didn't launch. But but the, but the mini film did. Uh, but we learned we learned a lot. But oh my God, was it a project? And I was thinking, how in the hell do people do this full time for a living? Yeah. And if they're gonna do it full time for a living, how much do they get paid? And can I find a job like that? Because <laughs> I was, I did enjoy it, but wow, it ate up a lot of time. Because I know that that various films and things have social media directors, and that's all they do yeah. is is Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, well, Instagram wasn't around, I don't think, when yeah. we started. So Facebook, Twitter, were the two. Yeah, uh, Darren, and, and Facebook and Twitter. Wow, as fast as it moves, you've got to be really responsive with it. 
Mm. Especially if you want, you know, money. it's not. <laughs> especially if you, you know, especially if you're asking for money, especially if you're trying to engage more people and bring more people in and get people on board the project. You have to be, you have to be really responsive to it. And I would, I would, there were times that I'd be in conversations, I'd be posting, posting tweets, I'd be answering messages, I'd be checking out this link, checking out that link, posting other things. But if you like a copy of. The, if you'd like to see a copy of the film, I think it's still available, and I can go hunt down the link to it. Yeah, yeah I'd love to see it. And if not, I have access to it through other means. And the music. Well, oh Dan was... Oh, God. Oh, the music, the music and the props. I mean, the props that they made for this pitch. The jewelry. I mean, and then at the end, they had they had a um, an auction to try to see if they could raise the rest of it by selling props. And basically what you did is you bought the prop. If the movie did launch, then you got the prop after the movie was finished. And I tried so hard for Sylvester's ring because his fingers and my fingers are probably about the same size at the time. And I tried so hard because it was made out of stone. All these things, it was amazing. The shots and the the props and everything and what Dan and, and Claire went yeah. through and some of the stills that they had with, the, the because the the audio drama and the film Princess Dee Dee in the audio drama and Princess Dee Dee in the film are two different ages, but there is a, the most beautiful picture of Paul holding Princess Dee Dee up to read her part, and it is so cute from the audio drama. Yeah, yeah. Listen, definitely, it won a Parsec Award. It won, um, let's see. And I, I couldn't believe we won the Parsec Award because it was like, are we going to win it? Are we going to win it? Who are we against? We're against a lot of people. Winner of Best Audio Drama, BBC Audio Drama Awards 2013. Winner of Speculative, Speculative Fiction, Parsec Award 2013. Yeah. So, and gosh, has it really been that long ago? Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> That we, yeah. But it's on it's on Amazon. It's on Audible.com. It's on Audible through Amazon now. In fact, I was just looking at it, and the very first review on it, if you go there and look at it under top reviews, there's somebody named Java Junkie that reviewed it. I wonder who that was. <laughs> Gee, I think that could be you. <laughs> could be, might be. <laughs> so it was it was fun, and the music um, that Annette plays. Because she she lent heart music to it. Uh, I don't know if you net, know Annette. Annette, yes. Annette Bajor, is it? Bajorling. I pronounce her. Yes, Bajorling. Um And she's written music for other movies. That I think that's the one you were crowdfunding, right? Is that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Daphne's movie. Um. Or is it Paul's I don't movie? Know if it, I don't know if it was hers. The one that I was crowdfunding a couple of years ago was... Um, oh, damn. Now I've got to draw a blank and forget the title. Paul McGann is in it, and his brother wrote it. Mark yes. wrote it. Uh, something um, music. Something music. What the hell is it? Perplexed <laughs> music. Perplexed music. And all the music was written by a fan. Who's a friend. Not really a fan anymore. A friend. And she does the most amazing heart music that you could... It's just heavenly to hear her play. Check out some of her Facebook pages. 
posts too of photographs and things because some of the photos that she used are promo uh, for, for, for her promotional are photos that I took of her playing at a convention <gasps> cool well you know yep so uh, Darren we kind of wandered off here but yeah we way wandered off we way wandered off sorry Miles <laughs> but hey listeners check this stuff out because that is some gold we are giving you Ooh. a gold mine of good stuff and it truly is who related because, of course, we have of Paul all McGann, who's in so, it, of everybody that's in it because Min- Paul McGann, Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Allred, yeah, in Minister of Chance. I mean, this is and and Death Comes to Time was Stephen Fry. The actual minister originally yeah, was yeah. Stephen Fry, written by Dan Freeman. So Dan Freeman wrote that audio, and then brought the minister back because he still owned the rights to the minister brought the minister back in minister of chance and that's when um julian wadden played it um Ah. yeah and it was claire's claire's interview was so cool because she mentioned everything and it was recently that that this was on i'm not exactly sure what podcast she was on but it was a it was a really good podcast but yeah there's a lot of doctor who in minister of chance Yes. Actually, and Minister of Chance, to bring it, tie it even further with Doctor Who, Dan Freeman also wrote an audio drama called Death Comes to Time. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what I just said. And the Minister of Chance follows, tie, pulls some of those threads from Death Comes to Time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just mentioning, is, is that Dan did that one. and yeah. Because D- Stephen Fry... and. Didn't they say that Stephen Fry is coming back in the new series next season? I thought somebody said something about to that effect. Is he? Isn't he sort of ever so slightly dead? <laughs> Stephen? Yeah. yeah, Stephen Fry. His character no. got killed. Paul, Dar- Paul Darrow died. Oh, you mean you? Uh, you know, Darren. Nobody, nobody dies in Doctor Who. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Stephen Fry died. I was like, "What?" I no. think I just saw a post. No, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's all right. Yeah, I know Paul did. So if they were to ever do the movie, of course they'd have to recast. But um, yeah, that voice to hear Paul's voice do Rathen. Oh, <laughs> there is some serious, serious, amazing stuff going on there. Yeah, because I was. I'm also a Blake Seven fan. So yeah. So also, oops. sorry. Yeah, listen, listen to it, Darren. If you've got it, listen to it. You will yeah, not will. be sorry. You will not be yeah. sorry. And it may tie back right back to New Who. You never know. Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Dan write a New Who. Yeah, I don't know if he ever would, but I, I, I think it would be amazing. Robin, suggest it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, write a new so, movie, and I'll be your social media promoter if you pay me. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's as broke as we are. <laughs> so there you have it, listeners. That's that's part one of the conversation. They went on for an awful lot longer. They went on for, for two and a half hours, in fact. And I figured that that was way too much to give you in one go. So we're going to save the second half of that for another time, hopefully next week, if not the week after. So that's what's coming up then. Just to point out, I think that the podcast that Sue was talking about, where Claire Eden was talking about the various things that she'd done, uh, was the Strangers in Space Desert Planet Picks interview that she did with J.R. Southall. 
you can find that on the Strangers in Space feed on Apple Podcasts and uh, and listen to it. It's really very good. I, I heard it the other day, and yes, very entertaining, as they all are. They, that's also what used to be the big the, the Blue Box podcast, I should point out. So they do various different things on there. They do the Desert Planet Picks thing, where you like Desert Island Discs, but more sort of Doctor Who related. They also do uh, film and TV reviews, and of course there's an awful lot of Doctor Who content on there as well. Well worth checking out. Fine bunch of fellows. Even JR. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so that's enough plugging uh, other people's podcasts. In the meantime, uh, like I say, we will be back again in the not-too-distant future. In between then and now, stay at home. Listeners, no more creeping around and sneaking up on me when I'm trying to build a car. Honestly, I don't know what you like. Right, we'll see you next time. Bye. What what do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want eternal life or something like that? The master's like, no thanks. I'm out of here. Bye. What 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what 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 do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What? What do you want? Do you want what? What, what do you want? Do you want right here, right now, 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 right here, right now. What, what, what do you want? Do you want what, 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 what do you want? Do you want what, 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 what do you want? Do you want what? 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 What do you want? Do you want? What? 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 What do you want? Do you want? What? 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 What do you want? Do you want? What? 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 What do you want? Do you want? What? 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 What do you want? Do you want? Andrew, come into our podcast. 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 Andrew, you hear us? Come into the podcast. Andrew, come into our podcast. Andrew, come into our podcast. Come into our podcast. Andrew, 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 come into our
Andrew, come into our podcast. Andrew, come into our podcast. What? 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 What do you want? You want? What? 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 What do you want? You want? What? 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 What do you want? You want? What? 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 What do you want? Andrew, come into our podcast. 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 Andrew, hear us. Come into your podcast. Andrew, come into our podcast. Andrew, come into our podcast. Right now, right here. 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 Right now.
if you'd like to get involved with Doctor Who's Liners in any way, there's many different ways that you can do so. Obviously, we're always looking for cast members. So, if you just fancy having a go, having a go at a bit of improv, the more people we can get involved, the better the chance of actually recording something and therefore producing new episodes for you to listen to. Uh, so, you can reach us through Twitter, through Facebook, any one of us you can speak to, myself, Kat, Suki, Robin, Sue, any one of us. Just let, let us know that you're interested and we'll get you in, on board and you can have a go. You can also, if you like, try your hand a bit of editing. My new job is taking up a lot of my time and therefore I'm not getting much of an opportunity to do much editing and I can't do much at the moment anyway because all the files are in the ether. But if we produce new stuff, it would be nice if somebody else would like to have a go at that. So you can do that. Obviously, if you fancy producing sound effects, music, ideas for plots, ideas for uh, characters, anything like that, we'd be more than grateful to receive them and we'll instigate anything that we can for you. And of course it always helps to uh, boost our, our ratings, boost our public profile if we can get likes and comments on things like iTunes. So if you've listened to the podcast and you like what you hear, just stick a few stars on it for us. Just write a little review. It would be very much appreciated. And if it gets us out there, more people hear us, more people might be interested in joining in. We might get more cast as a result of that. It keeps the podcast going. So any assistance you can give us in that direction would be very much appreciated. And as mentioned previously, we will be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode. So until then, cheerio. From all of us here on BBC One... A very good night. Good night.